Welcome to the world's greatest Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Mike Ellen, as always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be talking and reviewing the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's right. And we're joined by G.I. Jolie. Thanks for joining us, G.I. Jolie. <sighs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And Yay! also... Bex Luthor. Hi, I'm here. I saw it on Thursday, and I've just been literally sitting here going like this until until now, so, because nobody got, else on that know saw it. And you got your Spider-Man shirt. I see. That's cool. I got Yeah, Josh, tell me he had this shirt as a small child. I so did. you know. Yeah. Just, just. They got a blue one too. Yeah. I also have a blue one with like the Raimi Spider-Man on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, so Josh and uh, I have I the donated, same... When I donated, I might have just dropped it off at your house or something. Yeah, because I did thrifties. <laughs> so I think Josh just dumped his childhood um, wardrobe into the Salvation Army slash Valley Village, and I just took it. And if then... it has JM on the tag, it might be for me. Oh. Yeah. Bro! Bro. <laughs> so, what a missed connection. That would be hey. so funny. <laughs> it's still in the family. Yeah. Okay, how about this, guys? Uh, just to be fair, instead of drawing straws, why don't we go in the... Let's start with the order that we saw the movie. Who saw the movie first? I saw it Thursday at 4 o'clock. Did anyone see it before me? 4 p.m.? 4 p.m. I left work early. Sorry, boss. Um, oh, I was supposed to see it on Thursday, but um, the Cineplex that I went to, um, well, they had on their website that they're, they still had social distancing in order. Mm -hmm. So before, they had like seats in between groups of tickets. But apparently they got rid of that, and there was like 305 people in the one theater that I was going to, so I decided no, <laughs> and I got tickets for Friday instead. So Josh is responsible for this movie opening at number two of all time instead of number one. Thank you, Josh. Wait, wait. <laughs> this movie I, got, I, had got, I got twice the amount of tickets. Why is it my fault? Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you should have bought more tickets, Mike. Twice All right. Well, I have no friends, so I went by myself. So, yeah, it was sad, but I still enjoyed it. So, what? <sighs> I have no friends. We're right here. Ouch. You guys live in different cities. Anyway, okay. So, I guess I get to go first because I saw it first. So, I'll just say, cool. to be honest, yeah, this, the first half, the first third of the movie, I, I was really worried because I thought it was really clumsy. But then, once, spoiler alert, uh, once oh, yeah, the. Is this fully like this spoiler? Is full spoiler. spoiler it's spoiled by thirty-five assholes on you know in the first five minutes anyway on our Twitter feed. But uh, once once Tom Holland and then uh, Tobey Maguire came in, it was I was along for the ride. It was really Andrew exciting. Garfield. Oh, what did I say? Uh, Tom, Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. But, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Andrew we get you. We get you. Too many Spider-Men. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say, everyone in the audience cheered. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually, it was actually weird because when uh, when Andrew Garfield was introduced, he was in a Spider-Man costume, and then when Tobey Maguire came out, why was he just wearing like jeans and a shirt? Why wasn't he also in a Spider-Man costume? We'll talk about that later. Yeah, okay. it might have just been the time that they were like shot into the universe, like. Yeah, but anyway, I'll just say that um, the last two thirds of the movie were much better, but the first third I thought was very awkward, so I was a little bit worried of how it was going to go when the villains all got locked up. I was like, oh, I don't like this. They're probably filmed at separate times in this dark room. I didn't really like that. But the rest, like the interplay between those three Spider-Mans was pretty freaking good. It was funny. It was genuine. They all had their own, their own moment to shine. So for that, I liked it. I don't think it was the greatest movie ever made, but I did enjoy it. So in chronological order, who saw it next? Was it Josh? Oh, no, I saw it Thursday. 
Okay, it's Jack Sleuther. Thursday at 10.30 p.m. Ah, okay. So what did you I think? Got off, I got off work and I drove to the theater. Um, I was driven to the theater. I don't drive. Uh, I'm going to say best movie ever. Mike, stop hating everything that's fun. Um, I didn't say hated it, but anyway, so go ahead. I'm, I couldn't imagine not watching this in the theater. Like, that experience is probably going to sit with me forever. It's kind of one of those, like, I know... People talk about The Force Awakens, whatever, but the experience of sitting in that theater for the like with everyone before the movie started. Too many nerds in one room, and it was electric. Yes. Um, I I loved it. Like I, uh, I just I could have I could watch ten hours of all of these actors just talking to each other in character, like just sitting in the couch of the apartment just talking. I would just watch <laughs> that. Just just give me them just bantering. Um, just give me the three Spider-Man mans in a room, just talking to each other for for hours. I'll mm-hmm. I'll sit. I'll watch the whole thing. Um, there were some other non-Spider-Man parts that I really really liked. Um, Charlie Cox is is back. Amazing. He's a good Daredevil. That was great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about it. They brought up a good point of like how if you don't know who Charlie Cox is. You don't immediately know that he's Daredevil. Like, he's a blind lawyer. So, like, if you have any idea. But it's just, he's just a guy. And then he catches the brick. And it's like, who is this guy? Who is this right. guy in the universe? So, it's, like, just such an interesting way to bring him in there. Um, and then I cried, like, six times. I, cry- I cried, like, <laughs> ten times. I cried from joy and sadness, like, a million times. I just... Sometimes at the same time. Yeah, it was really <laughs> over. It was an overwhelming experience of nostalgia and like, and we all love Spider Man, and it just ran my mind me so much of how much I love Spider Man and how cool Spider Man is. I I'll just, just say I, I I only cried once, and it was when she Aunt May said with great with great power there must also come great responsibility, which is the original quote. The exact original quote. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, thank God I have a mask on. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that that part did get me, and and oh no, yeah, I'm gonna start crying again. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so bad. Uh, what else was like the best moment of my entire life? Um, <laughs> and- the ending scene, like him swinging through, like he finally got his like swinging through New York moment. Oh, mm. I just, I I also anytime Alfred Molina was on screen, I. Re- remembered that I had a crush on Doc Ock when I was a child, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> is this coming back to me? <laughs> phenomenal. The actor's phenomenal. Everyone, it's like these actors have been waiting to, like, redeem their, like, not that they were ever bad, but they're like, oh, yeah, this is my role, and I'm gonna I'm gonna nail it, and I'm gonna kill it. I could talk about Willem Dafoe for the rest of my life, and I probably will. Because... Yeah, we'll get to all the individual villains later for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we'll do that. But but, man, and then the spider banter was so good. The when they're like numbering, I was I was telling my partner when they were like numbering themselves off, and and they're like Spider One, ready, Spider Two, ready, and Andrew Garfield's like Spider Three. I that's my favorite thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. I love that he's so like, yeah, I'm the worst one. Like, <laughs> he and it reminded me that I loved. His Spider-Man, it was so, he's so quippy and he's still quippy and he's Mm -hmm. still one of, I don't, it's hard to be like, he's my favorite Spider-Man because like they all showed why they were all so good at being Spider-Man in very different, but very similar ways. That scene when they're working in the lab and they're all like working together 
and it's just it's the same guy but a little bit different i don't it just man i freaking love spider-man mm-hmm. i'm gonna stop talking because i'm just gonna keep talking about how much i love <laughs> spider-man and then i'm gonna start crying because i love spider-man so much who's well, next <laughs> we'll get back to you bex uh josh i believe you're next right yeah um no it was uh fantastic i think it's the best live action spider-man movie i think that um i think there's all of these like amazing things in the movie like everybody's uh, has said already like the three of them joining up and like all of the villains coming back and seeing like your favorite characters and actors reprise their roles and and like it's just such a great experience but i think um what i, I think like really elevated this movie is that even with all of that, it was still a story about Peter Parker and like this version of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And um, like after watching it, realizing that this whole arc, like this three movie arc was his origin. It was like the start, right? Of like, we, we didn't get to see the, the, the spider bite or the Uncle Ben scene or anything like that. True. And, and it, it felt like this coming of age arc happened throughout all three of these films and this was like the finale where we finally see um tom holland go from being a uh like uh, him like playing a an mcu version of spider-man into spider-man as we know him from the comics and yeah i just thought it was uh absolutely fantastic and just so much fun all right yeah, okay. Yeah. G.I. Jolie, you just saw it yesterday, was it? Oh, I just saw it. I went and saw it at 11.30 a.m. this morning. Oh, wow. So it's fresh in your mind. Uh, yeah, there was just, like, too many people at the theater last night mm. for us to be comfortable mm-hmm. with. And, I mean, with the only, with me being the only person in the theater, um, aside from, like, two other couples who are on the far right-hand side, it still felt like for too many people mm. <laughs> they're just like oh can we go back to the days where they're just like renting out the entire theater for you to sit alone with people if you wanted to for a hundred bucks because i do that um i like prepared myself it was like 2020 levels of preparedness so i had like an n95 on i was hyperventilating this is the first time i've been back into a theater for two years Mm. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of like nerve-wracking but once the film started um, I mean they played three of the same Kia commercial and no previews (laughs) because (laughs) there aren't any I thought for sure they would play oh and they played they played a trailer for Yellowstone I'm not going to say that that was my favorite part of the Spider-Man movie but seeing Kevin Costner in a television show um, with a whole bunch of other people that I also love has, you know, now I find another show to binge watch. But anyway, back to Spider-Man. Becca mentioned him previously, um, but I had no idea how attracted I was to Charlie Cox <laughs> until he was sitting in Aunt May's apartment. <laughs> that man. Um, I just, I also, I also like the idea of, uh, and me and Brent talked about this on the podcast, like the idea of Daredevil being in this universe and like, not necessarily like Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, but for sure Daredevil. 
Mm-hmm. And seeing him sit here, catching a brick, blind, being a lawyer, mm-hmm. um, telling Happy that he's probably in way more danger than than uh, Peter is. I, I don't know. I, I Okay, this is the best. I, I agree with Josh. This is the best <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, hands down. Like, um, I... Even doing Spider-Cast, reading the books... Uh, reading Spider-Man comics for the show, I just wasn't able to connect to the character of Spider-Man until Tom Holland started playing him. And I still wasn't super connecting with Spider-Man, the character, until this film. Um, This film is like the perfect uh, way to sort of wrap up uh, and make perfect the entire Sony Spider-Man universe. uh, like Becca said, the two other Spider-Men, <laughs> they did, they're both really charming. They're both different Peters. They're both different Spideys. And they did really good jobs in their own characterization. Like Andrew Garfield being like a little bit arrogant and kind of like the CW pretty faced Spider-Man. <laughs> like in the lab, he's like, yeah, I got it. I already cured him. This will be easy. Mm-hmm. And the other two Spider-Men are like, yeah, okay. He's like, what? <laughs> it is. And he's looking at them like, guys, you know we're scientists. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the problem? And then when he's kind of lamenting about he how he is like the shitty Spider-Man. <laughs> and Toby <laughs> is like, no, you are amazing. Mm-hmm. You. And he keeps repeating it. And I was like, and that's why I love Toby Maguire. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when yeah. they hug. Mm-hmm. but anyway okay yep it's the best where do we okay now where do we go <laughs> what do we talk about first well i mean okay so we all love spidey and spidey and spidey together that was mm-hmm. unmatchable like how could you ever recreate that again in another movie right it's ma- lightning in a bottle yeah why don't we go back to the beginning of the movie with the setup with dr strange you want to talk about that because I oh, did yeah. think it was a little bit awkward. I can Doctor forgive. Strange is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's wild that, like somebody like Doctor Strange in this movie something we haven't even mentioned. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's fine. It's the best yeah. issue of uh, Marvel team up I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a, an adaptation of the most hated Spider-Man story. One of the most hated, hated Spider-Man stories, which is One More Day which I liked because I, I like that they erase the marriage. But in this movie, they don't erase the marriage. They just do it because Peter's friends can't get into college, which is because to be to be honest, to be clear, the original motivation was that Aunt May gets murdered or just shot. I don't remember. She's murdered. Murdered. Well, we think yeah. it's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I thought that's what was going to happen, especially when the Aunt May character in this movie was almost dead. I thought, oh, she's going to die. But then she just didn't. So the motivation in this is a little bit weaker, but that's okay. I can forgive that. But the whole thing about, like, what, what does Doctor Strange say? Like, Scooby-Doo this shit or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole thing was given away in the trailer. I really wish they wouldn't have done that because I would have liked to have seen it for the first time at that moment. But I don't know. The whole thing, it, it was also funny that they cast some spell that created all this snow. And I'm thinking, now what, you can't create another spell to get rid of the snow? No, the portal's it, open. Yeah, it was a portal that opened and a blizzard blew in. Sure, but, but what isn't there a spell for melting ice? You know what I mean? Like, come on. I'm sure, but this is the thing about magic though, is like, 
yeah, there's a spell to accidentally open a portal so that a Blizzard comes in the store, but there isn't one to fix it. You have to manually hand fix it. That's a lot of magic. Okay. Is like you can do things, but solving problems is well, you you just grab a shovel. Sure. Like, and that's kind of what I like about magic. The the good way. It's like. Not everything can be solved with magic. Right. It should be unpredictable, definitely. Which is kind yeah, of then figure out at the end of the movie. Because why isn't there just a magic spell to undo all of this that happened when there really isn't, right? Like, you can't just completely reverse it. It's mm -hmm. It's got to be something that you have to deal with. And mm -hmm. dealing with these problems have a consequence. Mm -hmm. So um, there's always kind of like a price to pay. And originally, it was going to be that um, everybody forgot that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And in the end, the solution to this problem of this like spell going wrong was everybody is going to forget who Peter Parker even is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So again, it's kind of in a small way mirroring, I think, the snow thing where it's like every small action in magic has a consequence and every action in Peter's life has a consequence. Um, that's also kind of shown in the fact that he decides not to tell MJ and Ned that he is Spider-Man and kind mm -hmm. of like remind him them of what happened because when MJ moves her hair, he sees that bandaid over the cut from the battle mm -hmm. and he realizes that as long as they're connected to him, they're in danger. Like they, the bad guys might not know that he's Peter Parker right now, but at some point they didn't. And mm -hmm. they eventually found out and that can happen again. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of always uh, that always has really been Parker's thing. Right. It's like that with great power comes great responsibility. You know, you've got to really like deal with the stuff that's thrown with thrown at you. There's no like magic way out of it. So, OK, now when each villain, like when Dr. Octopus first appeared on screen, the entire audience erupted in my theater everyone was cheering uh i thought it was great the way dr octopus dr octopus came back the whole fight scene with him was great i thought it was really awkward the way they showed the pumpkin bomb and then green goblin was flying in then all of a sudden they just cut to him being in that underground prison did anyone else think that was awkward or was that just they, me it was um it was explained it was yeah they, they he he spelled both of them like he used you know how the magic gauntlet he gives to peter afterwards okay it's like a teleportation oh. spell he literally like snaps them into the dungeon. Like that's why okay. it's such a hard cut. Mm -hmm. Okay, it felt weird to me, but okay, I guess they they did explain it. Mm -hmm. I personally didn't like them all being locked in that underground prison in the dark, but that's just me. Uh, but let's talk about the way. I this kind of, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. I think that it um it sets up what's going to happen later with Peter teaming up with all of them, and then like all of the these bad guys in an apartment with Peter I trying to like, that. so, I love that's that. so yeah. great. And that wouldn't have been able to happen without that like prison scene. You needed to have Sandman come back, even though he's, um, this is him as a good guy, right? So this is after he's already reformed after Spider-Man three, he needs to come back to set up the fear in doc Ock and, uh, Osborne that they are dead. He's the only character that knows that these people are dead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, they need like, it, I, I, I can understand if you think it's like maybe a little bit awkward, but it was definitely needed. And I kind of like those small little character moments between them. Because, mm -hmm. again, you also kind of set up uh, the fact that Electro 
feels different in this universe and he has a different energy sure like his motivation of like i don't want this isn't a curse to me like this is something that i like so um uh yeah i didn't mind it do you want to like talk about the villains now all right let's talk about the villains you want to talk about the villains guys oh for the rest of my life okay (laughs) let's so let's go in order we'll start with dr octopus becca do you want to talk about dr octopus uh, the love of my life. <laughs> Alfred Molina. Looks great. I know that there may be was some de-aging going on. I'm but, sure there was a lot of de-aging um, style, yeah. Looks great. Fantastic. Mm. Um, so funny in such a dry, Raimi way, where he's, like, in this universe that's so, like, quippy and, like, nothing serious, and then he's very serious. It was so cool to see some of these characters from other directors' movies come in but maintain their character under that director's mm-hmm. style. I like obviously when 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 they cure um Oc- Doc Ock from like the, the tentacles controlling him instead of him controlling the tentacles and he like mellows out a little bit. Um and he gets that redemption. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um super sweet when him and, and Toby reconnected at the end too. Mm-hmm. Where he's like Doc, is that like, is that you? It's like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's great. Yeah, I was like, I'm crying so much. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, uh, spectacular. Loved it. Love him. More please. Uh, I mean, no, he was perfect. He was perfect. Do we, do we all want to talk about Doctor Octopus? I mean, what else is there to say? I thought I love the actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I love his little mini arc in this movie. The fact that he was became good at the end that was great. I love everything about it. Like. I'm so glad they brought him back, you know? Yeah, I'm glad that they kind of kept his story arc of turning back to the, like, to being a good guy by the end of Spider-Man 2. In this one, again, he kind of, when he, like, comes, it's right before he turns good, right? Like, it's it's right after he t- puts the machine into, into, the, uh, into the lake, right? So, um, after he's cured, it's like he's back to that, Mo- that like single moment where he turns good again and the fact that he helps at the end battle is really great i think um instead of having like they could have easily have like had every single villain fighting the three of them at the end and it would have been like super overwhelming and probably really fun too but i kind of like that they chose not to um and they you know gave him a little bit of a moment to shine at the end of the movie right. too Julie, what do you think? Dr. Octopus. I... Uh, Don't care? I think he's great. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just... He's never been my favorite. Okay. Mm. I like Alfred Molina as an actor. Um, But, like, Dr. Octopus has never been, like, my favorite Spider-Man character. Mm-hmm. Villain. Okay, okay. Well, um, can I lead us off for Willem Dafoe? Because I've been waiting 20 years (laughs) to see Willem Dafoe as the Hobgoblin and not a Power Ranger's mask as the Hobgoblin. And they. What did I say? Hobgoblin. Oh my gosh. We've been talking about Hobgoblin way too much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for five years. (laughs) No, but um, because the problem with Sam Raimi's film is. They found an actor whose face looks exactly like a goblin, and then they covered <laughs> it up with this freaking mask. It's like, no, he's the green goblin. You don't need to give him any makeup. So granted, he didn't have like 
you know, the green skin or whatever. But at the end, like when they gave him that like green and purple, like a uh, hoodie, I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. He's just going to be, he's just going to slowly evolve into Green Goblin. I was like, yes, they're going to do it. And then at the end, he just all of a sudden was the Green Goblin. I thought, this is great. This is what it should have been all along. And I thought he was perfect in that role. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already knew he was perfect. But somehow, it's like you said, Becca, he comes from this other, you know, Sam Raimi's films. But somehow, it's like, you're right. It's like, he's like, no, no, no. Now I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to give it 11 out of 10 now. And I just, he went overboard. He was, it was the real Green Goblin. It was so great. Uh, G.I. Julie, what do you, what'd you think of Willem Dafoe? Um, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin has always been my favorite film villain. Um, I love Willem Dafoe. He's when he started speaking, I was like, oh, he's going to steal the show. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he kind of does. Uh, and like his villainous like through line kind of leads the rest of them off the path. Um, it's so underhanded and he's so shady and hidey. And I like I love it how he's got everyone fooled. Um, it's just. He's just really that like he, that small thread that wrapped all of this up really neatly too. It just and that fight scene, like apparently he insisted on, you know, mm-hmm. you know, being almost 60. Yeah, um, he insisted on doing the mo- majority of his stunts. And I was like, all right, like hand to hand with Spidey, like but Tom Holland Spidey. I'm like, all right, have at it, sirs. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was really... For me, I think one of my oh sorry, you, uh, one of my favorite moments in the whole movie was when we all thought Norman Osborn's a good guy. He's playing along, and then and then his voice changed, and I was like, oh fuck, it's by myself. But I'm like looking around at all these strangers, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was that was the, my favorite moment of the whole movie when he yeah. turned. I'm like, oh, do it, chew that well, scenery. That's that's the thing though, is that like. The whole time that so the whole plot centers around the idea that Peter, led by his aunt, is like these people can be rehabilitated and they can be given a second chance. And I'm like, okay, cool. You can stick like an energy sapper on Electro. You can put a Hadron Collider into the Sandman. Whatever, um, <laughs> sure. Whatever they did. You you can obviously Kirk Connors can be like unlizardified. Right. But like, how do you fix mental instability in a human? How do you fix schizophrenia? I was like, this man is going to, he, he's unfixable. He is going to turn on them. And then the moment when they show uh, Peter using his spider sense, I really wish that they like accentuated the spider sense tingling a little bit more. Dude, that was like one of the best scenes where he's like, he senses it. And uh mm-hmm. And he senses that it's, I, I for sure was like, mm, it's got to be, it's got to be Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, they, they were kind of like leading you as if it were Electro. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, like, he's unfixable. I knew he was going to turn on them. I was just waiting for how they were going to show us how it happens. And it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I couldn't figure out how. Uh, and it was just like awesome when they when they did it. It was like right. the perfect explanation. I don't know. Just this movie is so good. 
Mm-hmm. Josh Becker talk for Willem oh, Dafoe with us. I was gonna say you want to talk about like his snap to the goblin. What about when he came back? That broke oh, my heart. It was great. When he, mm-hmm. He's sitting there and he goes, "Oh no, what did I do?" When he realizes he doesn't know what's what's happening, and I was like, yeah. "Oh no!" <laughs> and I start crying all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great. Ugh, the way that he just manipulates little teeny tiny teenage Peter Parker and Tom Holland just so easily. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's so he's so good. He 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 played the whole thing and the best part is like yeah, he like turns into the goblin but you kind of don't really know when exactly that happened. You know when Peter realizes when it happens. That's like right. Mm-hmm. Was he was was he faking it in feast in the in the with Aunt May? Was he faking it on the way to the uh, apartment building? Like when did he when did he realize that he was going to start? Like, what was what was going on? And you just kind of don't know. And then all of a sudden, well, my plan is working. All the villains hate you now. Like, and it's already been, like, it's too late. It's just so good. And you could say, like, oh, making him, like, the main bad guy again. No. Fuck you. The Green Goblin's the best. He's the Spidey bad guy. And he will yes. always be Spidey's number one bad guy. That's the point. It's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. What do you think? Ugh. I, I think that making him the bad guy was, again, the, the perfect choice, like everybody is saying. I think that uh, uh, that that scene in Feast with Aunt May was like perfect. I At first I was I thought it was a little bit weird. And I was like, why is this scene happening? Like, why are they introducing Norman in this way compared to everybody else? And then I realized it's it's to show that um, Aunt May saw the best in him. and um because of that it kind of led to her death which which fuels peter's anger towards norman and his like need to kill him and and seek revenge which is that uncle ben arc it's that spider-man origin arc and i think it makes it so much stronger that um that it was ant-man instead of uncle ben like if they would have shown an Uncle Ben again, I, I, it wouldn't have mattered, I don't think. But the fact that we had three movies now with this Aunt May and we care about her and she actually has like story and substance and like character connections besides just Peter. Um, her death meant so much more and it felt so much more meaningful coming from a villain that we know and care about as well. And um, seeing that betrayal was so powerful compared to just like some street thug that, you know, Peter doesn't stop in the in, in the uh, wrestling arena. It, it It's it's just it, yeah, it was um, it was great. Mm-hmm. So, OK, next, uh, who would be next on that villain list? I mean, unfortunately, Electro. OK, let's talk. Yeah. About, I was going to say. What's his name? What's his Topher Grace was not in the film, so we can't talk about Venom, <laughs> but okay. That's fine. So, so we'll talk. I'm fine with that. <laughs> we'll talk, let's talk about Electro. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Who wants to talk about Jamie Foxx? I've always loved Jamie Foxx since In Living Color. I don't know what the hell he was thinking when he was in Amazing Spider-Man 1 and he had like the, the goofy hair and the goofy teeth. I don't know what that was, <laughs> but uh, apparently that was all his idea. Go ahead, Becca. What, what were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say they're in the woods and then the dubstep starts best moment oh my god yeah, top 10 best moments of that movie i was like yeah dubstep bring it back oh it was so good the look 10 out of 10 improvement love right. the look 
the like dumb explanation. Oh, it's just a different universe. I'm the only one that's different though. Don't care. I don't yeah, care at all. Right, right. There's a lot of like little dumb things in this movie that I don't care about at all. I don't care. Mm. Why did, did the Spider-Man forget that they're Spider-Man? No, I don't care. I don't care about any <laughs> plot holes at all. So Jamie Foxx going, oh, I'm going to just be a different Electro. I was Ultimate Electro. Now I'm just main 616 right. Electro. Now sure. I'm cool. Well, you I think the star. Yeah, wow, that was so cool. But anyway, you know what, too, though, like there are there are like infinite number of universes, correct? So like technically every single one of these characters could have been from different universes that were just slightly different from each other. So the fact that he's Electro again, but a little bit different, I didn't think changed much because it could have still been that like Electro arc. He just looks a little bit different in this one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's totally fine. I think. uh uh, it was great seeing him. He he was super fun in the movie. He he was kind of like the um, the one that was probably most like doubting. Um, maybe maybe except for Doc Ock before he was uh, his, his switch was flipped. But uh, yeah, he felt like a really great um, uh, antagonist, even within the supervillains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Super fun. And and again, like I feel like every villain, maybe besides Lizard, has their own arc, right? Like uh, Electro harnessing the his power and like maybe wanting to be on Spidey's team, and then even at the end when he um, the machine is put on him through the arc reactor and all of his energies and power is drained, he has that like moment of connecting with Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, and like that little like reaction where like he really did see Spider-Man as a hero. Like I there's just so many like things that are properly paid off that um, almost makes it feel like the way that the other like Spider-Man, like versions of Spider-Man ended was intentional. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like this work, this, this whole movie worked so well because we didn't get a proper ending for the Raimi and the Mark Webb versions. Right. That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think Electro's got some of like the funniest banter with the other villains, where or like <laughs> even with Andrew Garfield, he's like, "Oh, I thought you were would be black," and it's like, "Yeah, that makes it, and it gives a good reason why." Or like when he's talking about the in in the jail cell, he's talking to the lizard. He's like, "Yeah." You could fix me. You're gonna turn me into a lizard. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. That was like, how'd you turn into Sandman? I fell into a a vat of eels. Oh, I fell fell into a vat with a a collider in it. He said something like, uh, "You gotta watch where you fall." Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He he was really yeah. He was super funny. Yeah. It's like somebody told them, "We're making a Spider-Man movie where." all of these movies exist in a universe so all bets are off so they make jokes where they make fun of like comic book tropes too so it's like right seems like everyone who's a villain falls into something so we're gonna make Mm -hmm. fun of it also jamie fox is like i was really kind of hoping there's got to be a black Uh spider-man uh-huh again like just reminding the world that Miles Morales is out there and we're wanting him and maybe he is coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's absolutely 100% coming. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of when. And which universe he comes from, if the MCU or another one or what's going on or the bring up the Spider-Verse, but he exists. Yeah. So. 
He, we also know Miles exists in this MCU version, too. Yeah. Like, we have that... His hint uncle. In, yeah, yeah, and he... His uncle says something about Miles in that movie. So, like, we know he... Miles himself is there. He's not necessarily Spider-Man well, yet, but... And, and they, they made an allusion to this, where there was characters... I don't remember exactly what happened, but people recognize each other. Remember? But they were like, but wait a minute, you're... It was almost like they recognized the their universe's version of that character you guys know what i'm talking about when they were looking at each other mm. they're like wait a minute i know you but you're not electro or there was right. a, but I don't, yeah there was a point i don't remember exactly what they said or who they said it to but it was almost like they were recognizing each other for their doppelgangers in their own universe but they didn't explain it they just kind of moved on to the next thing I mean, did i imagine that mm. i mean doc ock definitely you definitely see that a lot with him with like you're not Peter Parker. Like there's that. Right. Um, maybe even with Norman Osborn in the like in that Aunt May scene. Um, okay. Well, yeah. anyway. So, okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Josh. I was gonna say. So yeah, we we definitely know that there's like that. Even the villains and the side characters know that there are different versions of themselves. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think the last villain to talk about is the lizard, right? Probably and Sandman. The- Oh, and Sam, because I was Sam in first. Yeah. Now, I was wondering, like, where, why is, what's the actor's name again? Um, uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. I'm like, where is Thomas Hayden Church? I, I'm Based on what I've read, it sounds like the actors all filmed their parts at different times. So he was probably only available for like a day and a half. So he probably came in. Oh, you know something, Josh? I think that he only did voice work for this movie. And then even even the scenes at the end, that's stock from footage. Spider-Man three. Yes, yeah, that's what that's I stuck too. With. Stock that footage, that right. scene where like he he's turning into sand. That's when he's like turning into muck, isn't it? From right. Spider-Man three. So. Like so, like I I have a feeling they just had him phone in his audio lines. Right, literally. <laughs> not not phone <laughs> in the name, but like yeah. call over the phone. Right. Um, it was suspicious that he was the only one that we didn't really see, right? Yeah, it was and, like, and they, they had his likeness in, like, the sand form, but... Um, and then and even... I, I, yeah, go ahead. The, the lizard actor, I can't remember his name either. Uh, Rice? Reese? Yeah. Uh, Reese? He's, he's a great yeah. actor, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, he kind of shows up. That might have even been old footage, um, or, or, like, footage from something else. I'm not sure. Because we only see him in that one moment where he's like turning back into his human form. Yeah, that the lighting match though. I I, I think I imagine that was real, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, I don't really have much to say about him because he didn't really do much. I I did think it was cool that he seemed to be a little bit above it all because he's like more not to say intellectual just because he's a British accent, but he sounded like he was almost like the ultra humanite in the Justice League cartoon, right? He's a little bit above it all. He's a little bit more sophisticated than everybody else. Everyone else is running around trying to kill each other, and he's kind of off to the side. That's what I liked about him. The lizard, which is kind of funny yeah. because he's the most, like, bestial out of all of them. Like, he's right. the most, like, <laughs> monstrous. Um, yeah, I felt like maybe he was the only character that almost didn't feel like they belonged. Like, he was, the, I think, the only character that was just like a remember this bad guy moment? You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. didn't really have a role or a, a thing to do. Um, but Sandman, I thought it was pretty interesting that they kept him as a hero coming in. And, like, mm-hmm. even having Tom Holland team up with him right when he first appears in the uh, in this universe. 
having them team up to to capture Electro and then only turning when um, uh, something happens where Tom Holland's Spider-Man maybe thinks he's going to turn on him. So he quickly puts him into the prison. And then um, like really his only motivation is that he wants to go back to his universe to see his daughter. Like that's the only mm-hmm. thing, right? So mm-hmm. um, once he he realizes that maybe this version of Spider-Man isn't going to help him after he's put in the prison, that's when he kind of turns evil, right? So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it's not so much evil. He, he never like goes full on, I want to kill people. He's yeah. more like, I just want to go home. And like, right. you're not getting me home, so screw you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we also don't... He Maybe he was chasing them for that big box button. <laughs> the, the, Doctor the big Strange MacGuffin, button. yeah. The yeah. big pot MacGuffin. Uh, he, maybe he was there just to get it, so to press it himself. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but I like that, again, they didn't just bring back a bunch of villains to make them bad guys in this movie. They... They all had their role for sure, the most part. Good point. And um, it didn't feel overstuffed either. Like normally this would be like super overwhelming. Right. And maybe it helps that we have a little bit of context from their other movies. But even then we I don't know. I, I still feel like there's a through line for every single one of these characters and that have like a little mini arc in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think um, bringing them back was uh was super risky, but it it paid off and and worked in the film. Julie, did you want to add anything about the lizard? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I don't know. Like, I really like the Andrew Garfield films, too. Um, They just, like, didn't go anywhere because Mm -hmm. they weren't allowed to. And people Mm -hmm. hated them for some reason because they just, like, can't get over Andrew Garfield's Hair and face. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it's I just, good hair and it's a good face. Right? And Here's the thing. Oh, talk- go ahead, Joel. We're talking about his hair and his face. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I'm glad that we're talking with a lizard because this brings up something else. The fact that a different actor named Dylan Baker played Dr. Kurt Connors in the Sam Raimi films. Right. Yeah, so, I was hoping that Tobey Maguire's spider-man would point that out be like that's dr connor's what happened like Mm -hmm. i just wanted a little like nod that he knew doc connor's maybe his doc connor's doesn't become the lizard but like but that he still knew him and worked for him because he gets fired from him in the first movie right yeah well he literally he works for dr connor's and yeah Mm -hmm. right so yeah so quickly let's just figure out which villains did not come back so if you count him i guess he's one uh, our main man, oh, what's the guy, uh, Harry Osborn from the first, uh, from the Raimi films? James uh, Franco. James Franco did not come back. He's too busy Thank sexually God. harassing women. Teenagers. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> underage women. Uh, Girls. Venom didn't come back. Topher Grace. Mm-hmm. But, but Venom did come back. Who? Venom did Venom come back, did though. Come back. Well, he yeah. sat and got wasted <laughs> and then left. Would have been great if Topher Grace was in that scene. He just walks in. He's just, or he's yeah. the bartender. Yeah, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But as far as the Raimi films, I think those are the only ones that didn't show up, right? I think that's it. Most of, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it would have been nice to see, uh, what's her name, Betty Brandt. Who's the actress that played Betty Brandt? Um, Elizabeth Banks. Was it Elizabeth oh, Banks? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. That... I'm mixing her up with um, 
Bryce Dallas Howard who played Gwen. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So then in the in the amazing films, we, we didn't get Paul Giamatti as the rhino. <laughs> right. He was referenced. He, he was yeah. referenced. Yep. Um, uh, and then we didn't. We, what's the the kid's name? Dylan, the guy that played. Oh, Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Yeah, the green guy. We didn't get to see him. They did mm-hmm. reference the fact that it's like, oh, what happened to your best friend? And he's like, well, yeah, he died trying to kill me. And Ned's like, uh, <laughs> that happens both times. You know who else we didn't see? Felicity Jones. Oh, as Black God Cat. Right. We yeah. also didn't see her as Black Cat in her movie. So sure, <laughs> but it would have been nice. It would have been nice to bring her back. Yeah. But um, when all these characters are, they're actually like when the the universe before, like when all the crinkling is happening and the Kirby crackles in the sky are turning purple, mm-hmm. and like all the other people, like characters are coming from other universes. If you look, it's all it's like. Rhino in his original comic book costume, Black Cat's in there. There's like all of oh, these Scorpion, yeah. Scorpion's yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the, all these that. people from other universes and are coming. The silhouettes look like from the comics. It doesn't yeah. look like Paul Giamatti's Rhino. Like it's it's a big buff dude with a horn. It, yeah. In a Guinness cool. Bandex suit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't mind though. I, I think that. It would have been too, way too overstuffed if they were like, we got to bring everybody. <laughs> was yeah. anybody else hoping to see, like, um, we mentioned uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. What about um, Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst. Mm-hmm. It would have been pretty cool to see Emma, uh, Emma Stone back in the Spider Gwen costume. That would have been kind of cool. Or even like a reference, like sure. up in the yeah. sky kind of thing. Or who played Mary Jane? Uh, someone played Mary Jane in Amazing Spider-Man 2, right? No, she was, uh, she was, oh, she was cut. cut. That's Woodley. right. That's right. Oh, yeah, okay. Cheyenne Woodley. Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, think that would have been too much because, like, sure. do we really need Andrew Garfield, Garfield to cry over Emma Stone for a whole hour again? Like, I'm okay with, with him <laughs> crying. Spider-Man cries so much. Did you notice that? They cry yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. They do live a Spider-Man life. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, okay, if they would have if they would have stuffed it with more characters, then you wouldn't have gotten that really powerful scene where Tom Holland gets shoved out of the way and it's up to Andrew Garfield to save MJ and right. he does it. Awesome. And he like he is he's about to like ugly cry, but MJ has no idea why. But yeah. she's mm-hmm. like, it's cool. He's probably like really overwhelmed. We're currently fighting five bad guys. Like, and I was falling off a building. Mm-hmm. Like, and he cries about it, and I'm just like, that was beautiful. I cried. Yeah, yeah. I cried it's that uh. Too. Mm-hmm. Again, just wrapping up all of those neat little bows, like with mm-hmm. neat little bows. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so cute, wonderful. And it's like that was his kind of re- like redemption. His closing scene was saving Mary Jane, where he couldn't save his Gwen, and then right. um, Toby Maguire stops Tom Holland from killing. The Green Goblin, Green Goblin right? And, mm-hmm. Like in effect, is saving the Green Goblin and like, clo- like he's he gets to experience the fact that he doesn't die. Like that's, and of course it was Tobey Maguire's Spider Man that stops Tom Holland from going over the edge and becoming an angry, hate driven Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Very poetic. Mm-hmm. That was great. That was great. Uh, and and like, I feel I feel like even without seeing the Amazing Spider Man. Uh, two and seeing the death of Gwen Stacy, 
there they still talk about it in this movie how he wasn't able to save his version of MJ, right? Like, yeah, he, he says to Tom, like, I wasn't able to save her. And then in this same movie, he's able to save that MJ again. So it was just like, again, they they finish off something from a completely different movie, a different series. But they that arc is still in this movie, which is great. Like, it's I think it's written perfectly. Oh, yeah. Th- th- those little moments. Yeah. And I'll oh, go ahead, Julie. I was going to say I was going to just start going into arcs that they they started talking about. With sure, the, go ahead. With mm-hmm. Different Spider-Man. Um, so like even Toby, like when they're in the Toby Spider-Man, when they're in the lab, he's like, and they're talking about who they're with currently. And he was, he's like, are, are you seeing anybody? And Andrew Garfield's like, no, I just, I can't, I can't be Peter Parker. And he has decided he's not going to be Peter Parker. He's only going to be Spider-Man. And we know he's kind of an angry Spider-Man now because of what happened to Gwen. But like, and he, and but then Toby's like, well, it all works out for me, like with MJ, like, and maybe he's the married MJ. Uh, he's the married to MJ Spider-Man that like mm-hmm. most other people know. And that, and you can tell by the way that he's looking at like Zendaya and Tom Holland that he's uh-huh. like, oh, it's gonna work out for these two too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so sweet sorry mm-hmm. so he's such a here's the dad. thing i uh i already i opened the review talking about some things i i didn't like let's briefly talk about i'm sure there's things we didn't like gi julie you can start us off was there anything about this movie you didn't like i always hate um exposition okay in dialogue and they did it and I was kind of hoping that they weren't going to do it, but they did it several times. Um, there was a part where Electro uh, does it. He like explains what's happening. Um, he explains. And then there's a few parts where Dr. Strange explains magic, like the magic that he's performing. And it's like mm-hmm. in a very mm-hmm. like Chris Claremont kind of way. Sorry, Chris. <clears throat> <laughs> you could be watching. We don't know anyway. That's, I mean, it, which Please is be fine. Watching. But like in movie dialogue, it's really unnecessary, um, especially since like we get, we get it. Like we don't understand. Uh, we don't understand um, uh, string theory and whatever. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, multiverses. But like our minds have accepted string. Like our minds are not string theory whatever but like the idea of a multiverse and the sorcerer supreme and magic and him casting a spell for uh for spider-man to like go to mit like to make sure he get him and his friends get into <laughs> mit like we've already accepted those things there didn't need to be like this weird level of overexposition. and then when electro comes into the world and is the first person he speaks to spider-man or is the first person he speaks to sandman I can't remember. Uh, I think Spider-Man. Okay. I, yeah. I think that they kind of have a little bit of an exchange and then he starts attacking Spidey and then yeah. Sandman comes up and builds the wall to protect him from the electricity or something like that. So that's it. Yeah. And even even when uh, even when Tom Holland is like Tom Spidey is like. Who are you? And Sandman over explains who he is. 
he just he just like well right. I mean, he does it less than electro does but electro does it a lot more mm. um also when the three of them are talking about their trauma all three spideys they almost do it when they're talking about uncle ben they over explain yeah on the rooftop yeah Mm. the moment toby spidey goes well i know what you're going through when my uncle ben i like audibly (laughs) scoffed and i felt but it's toby so i can forgive it you know <laughs> no, <I can't. laughs> no. He's just. Do you know what? I can forgive Toby for having to read those terrible lines, but um, I can forgive the writers for just like those brief moments of having to over, like, to explain. Um, because the rest of the movie was like, I think, really well crafted and really well dialogued. Um, what other things? Okay, overexposition. That's my big old beef. And can I, can I say one thing with overexposition? Remember the part where Doctor Strange is like, you remember that spell we tried to cast where we erase everyone's memory of you being Spider-Man? Well, I'm like, oh yeah, we've been watching the movie with you for an hour and a half. <laughs> we know, you know, that was bad. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's like thanks, Benny. <laughs> you are yeah. here to be like eye candy. That's for <laughs> sure. <sighs> uh, I I. I think that um, something I didn't like about the movie was their need to like set up rules for themselves to like justify the villains coming over and then them not making sense. Like they like, said that this was a this was a spell to erase everybody's memory of Peter Parker as Spider-Man, right? And that because the spell is breaking, everybody that knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is coming through. But it's half the finished. villains don't know this, right? Electra oh. doesn't know it. Even in this movie, he's like, whoa, you're a white dude? I didn't know that. So Good he point. obviously didn't Good know point. that Peter Parker was Good point. Josh Tom Hardy in, Tom Hardy in the, in the bar is like in, in the after credits of Venom 2. He's like, who's that guy? And then Venom's like, oh, he looks super fun. And then... They come over to this universe and then just immediately get blipped back, right? So, good point. Yeah, there's like weird moments like that where it feels like, did these characters know? Did they need to do this? Did Sandman know that Peter was? I don't remember if if he has his mask off in Spider Man Three or not, but I don't. There, there feels like they did. They need to explain that it was everybody that knew Peter, or it was just that, like different ver because this is a spell about peter parker people in peter parker's lives from other universes are spilling in i don't think they needed to set up that rule of it's only people that know yeah Peter's. you know what i mean like I don't, right it yeah. feels it, like arbitrary and it should have been a surprise like oh no what's happening oh my god and we would have figured it out instead of i know what's happening look at all yeah you're right it totally yeah. was unnecessary they sort of like that point even though like continuity wise there's like a crack in that it's like that's how they they clean it up like that's how they close the the cracks of the multiverse coming through because peter which is a second thing that i um that i didn't like about the film was how quickly he came to a solution about how to solve their problem was 
oh, well, okay, what if we cast the spell that, like, you know, fucked up in the beginning? That mm-hmm. that was ridiculous, yes. Yeah, like, well, what if you cast the same spell, but this time nobody knows who I am? Just do it, just do it. Like, just wipe the slate clean. Well, but, but and also, he never did the spell right the first time, so why couldn't... Toby, why couldn't Tom Holland just say, no, no, you know what? Just do the spell the way I wanted you to do it because he never really did it. Remember, he kept revising. He's like, oh, everyone except MJ mm. and except Aunt May and except Ned. He should have just said, no, just do it the way I wanted to do it. That would have been more logical, right? Yeah. I think, I think, though, what it was was that these people from all the other universes were coming through and breaking the universes because they knew Peter. So, like, they had to forget mm. who Peter Parker was completely. So that they wouldn't be drawn into the universe. It's like Josh was saying. They made rules and then they broke the rules. But then the plot at the end had to follow the rules. Yeah. Like, like, like you're saying, Tom Hardy's Venom didn't know Spider-Man. And also they were saying like, oh, they all die fighting Spider-Man. No, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't. Tom Hardy doesn't die fighting Spider-Man. Like, they could have even had it at the beginning of the movie, like, is there any way to reverse this? It's like, yeah, everybody's going to have to forget who you are. It's like, okay, everybody can forget who I am except for MJ. And look, I think it would have made the breaking of the spell even make more sense because who cares? You can just tell them again that you're Spider-Man. They already know who you are. They know who good Spider-Man point. is. It's like, is That's that good having to remind him like, hey, guess what? I'm Spider-Man again. Like, is it that big of, of that? a deal? You're right. It should have just been like, yeah, the way that we do this is we erase your like, everybody's memory of you like completely so you have to reintroduce like you as a person not you as spider-man and then it could have just been like listen the the whole universe is breaking because this spell is not working let's do it again but do it right this time and nobody's going to remember who i am and then it reverses everything i again yeah it just feels like an arbitrary thing that they just decided to make and then like didn't follow it themselves yeah and they made it seem like just like a memory erasure spell like a simple one when really it's kind of like pretty heavy pretty deep um and they even kind of joke about it because like wong's like what spell is that and he's like well do you remember that drunken party on a boat or whatever the heck he references (laughs) right and wong goes no he's like exactly so like even adding in that joke kind of like diminished the power like the powerful nature of the spell yeah the severity of it maybe if they if it was less of a joke like hey do you remember when this monster started destroying this like make it like a, a mission that they were on and everything sure. had to be erased instead of like a party and like oh yeah, i don't want right. to get in trouble oops and then erase the party memory like yeah yeah but okay so bex luther Power- i want oh, sorry I-, I was gonna say okay go ahead becca what are you gonna say i was gonna say powerful people using their powerful abilities for stupid shit is kind of it's kind of like comic book 101 though right like yeah it's oh it, we it can erase fun. everyone's memory let's do it screw it yeah, I should say too. I didn't hate that joke. Like, I don't. I don't think yeah. it was like a bad part of the movie or anything. But I do like that this Doctor Strange is still a little bit immature, and like he's not the Sorcerer Supreme because he got snapped. Wong is. That's funny. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, and that makes more sense why Wong is like the one that grabbed Shang Chi and like, oh, Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme, and he's doing ring fights with Abomination. Um, 
And then okay, in the trailer, oh, sorry, sorry, what? Okay. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say they changed the line. Like in the trailer, Wong says, don't cast that spell. But in the movie, Wong's like, eh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't, just don't bug me about it. I didn't notice that, that they changed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Becca, I need you to dig deep here. You got to give us one thing you didn't like about the movie. Can you can you think of something? <laughs> All right, um, on to the next thing. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't know. Things that bother most people about movies don't bother me, though. Like, mm-hmm. um, as you probably know. <laughs> as we figured out, yes. Yes. I, I, I don't go into a movie and go, oh, I don't like this scene, or oh, I don't like the way this shot. I leave a movie and go, I was entertained, and that's it. I'm like the simple, common moviegoer. Um, I'm very black and white. I'm like, oh, this movie had a transphobic joke bad movie hate it like that's that's my opinion of it oh this movie made me happy good movie loved it like that's mm-hmm. that's what it is for me um i i don't i didn't i can't think of a one part that like upset me in the movie like there were i don't know well, not upset a, you but wasn't there any part where you were like oh that wasn't good you know really who didn't have like too much of a role but really didn't need one was happy yeah, I mean, he, he was, was funny. There. He was funny. Did anyone remember that he played uh, Foggy Nelson in the Daredevil movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they should yeah. have done something yeah. with that. Eh? That would have been cool. Anyway. That's like, they should have had Matt. <laughs> like, I know you, don't I? And he's like, yeah, no. see? That would have been great. That would have been great, right? It's mm. like yeah. the Charlie Cox version of Daredevil recognizes, and then sh- Ben Affleck just shows up. <laughs> yeah. oh, Everybody's here. All the universes. No, um, yeah, I liked Happy. I thought, like, he was a good punching bag for some of it, because it's like, oh, we were just, like, having a spring fling, and he got too attached. And then when he sees Aunt May dead, that's, like, crushing. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I just, I'm simple, and I like things, and then that's it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I can't, I can't think of something that I didn't like, because I don't focus on the things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. They just they just happen in front of me, and I go whoop, bye. Yeah. They got to be real offensive for yeah. to get hyper focused on them. Because I just okay, I'm a simple creature, and I see Spider Man's, <laughs> and I go yeah, Spider Man's. That's it. You're the, you're the target audience, then. Anyway, exactly. Okay. So okay, I want to ask two more questions. Number one, what is your DC is doing Flashpoint, and from what I can tell. It's going to be the exact same trick. It's going to be Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, maybe they'll even bring back other Batmans, right? But Ben I mean, Affleck is also rumored to be in the movie right. as Batman alongside Michael Keaton. Poor DC. Um, <laughs> I love DC. I love DC Comics, but Warner Brothers Studios, garbage. As far as the way they've done the movies, for the most part. Uh, what do you guys predict for... I mean... No, I'm not asking you if you think the movie Flashpoint will be good, but our audience is going to react to Flashpoint the way they did to this movie. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and and I, I think that if this was not in the MCU and they didn't have people from the MCU like Kevin Feige coming in and like helping guide the story, it also would not have worked. Sony's reputation as of late has not been great. Like they haven't been putting out good movies amazing spider-man and amazing spider-man 2 they're fun but they're not like this they're not these versions of 
Tom, even even going back to like um, uh, the Sam Raimi, they're 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 really fun, but they don't feel like this. They don't feel like they necessarily belong in like a multiverse thing. And I yeah. think that it's with the help of the MCU guiding them that this all worked. I'm not sure that. Um, well, even even with Doctor Strange, I don't know if this trick is going to be as entertaining in Multiverse of Madness. Like I, I, we're seeing it in Into the Spider Verse. What if um, Spider Man and now uh, a, a Multiverse of Madness and Doctor Strange coming up next year? That's the fourth one in just the MCU alone. So I don't know how long this trick is going to last. I think it's a trend, yeah, and they'll probably milk it for as long as they can, and then yeah. people get sick of it, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't like. I don't know. I I don't want to make this into like a DC versus Marvel thing, but um, hopefully they can do Flashpoint well. Um, their track record, <laughs> maybe not. I haven't been enjoying them, but I don't know if that necessarily has anything to do with the success of this movie. I think mm-hmm. that's just Warner Brothers' um, pictures problem. I mm-hmm. think it's hilarious too that they're like, um, Flash is holding a book. It's called Flashpoint. Like his biography is called Flashpoint. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's that's almost a good as nod. if they're like, "Good luck, DC." Flash Thompson is holding a. Yeah, I in, noticed in that. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a funny uh, little nod. Yeah, I and thought also, that was hilarious. I was like, "Oh, ho, 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 that's a dig." Shots are being fired. <laughs> well, and Flashpoint has been planned for like at least four years, right? Like it's been delayed so many freaking times to rewrite. Did Flashpoint in the Flash show? In the show, yeah. it's already been done. Even, yeah, even the DC uh, uh, EU Flash shows up in Flashpoint. Spoilers for that, I guess. That's right. He did. I forgot. But what, yeah, he was name? there. Uh, Ezra Miller shows up, right? So like they've done Flashpoint before, so. Yeah, I don't know how much this multiverse thing is going to work. Apparently, the new Sonic show is going to be like a multiverse thing. Like everything is doing. Riverdale just did. Uh, the This season was about the multiverse. Sure like everything is doing this. So I, I'm I'm hoping that with Doctor Strange, it's going to be the end of the multiverse in the MCU. And they're not going to keep doing this because I feel like this trick is not going to work forever, especially since everybody's kind of jumped on board and started well, yeah. doing this whole multiverse thing well but. because avengers you know started well started the trick in movies of you know building up characters and then teaming them up and then everyone right. jumped on that bandwagon maybe this is the new bandwagon i got a bad news this might last a while this bandwagon could last years yeah so i i don't know and, and maybe it'll work maybe it'll maybe it'll still be exciting time and time again but um I, i'm just happy that we got this to work for spider-man and i'm sure it's going to work for dr strange and i'm optimistic about what's to come for the mcu and spider-man maybe they can even bring back andrew garfield now in the future to be in like sony's spider-man universe like maybe andrew can be can like continue being spider-man in those movies because they're still doing a sinister six movie that's not in the mcu they're still doing uh morbius and venom so they can bring back andrew now after tying him into this universe and showing that he's still around and have two different spider-man at the same time in the movies you know what i mean why not 
three different Spider-Mans. Because I don't think Toby's coming back. I don't think Toby's coming back for Toby's good (laughs) with, with, what has he been doing? Nothing. I don't think he's he's been in a live action movie since like 2014 or something like that. It's been a while. He's only been doing voice work. Yeah, he's just sitting on his piles of money yeah. being content it's without having actor. to get jacked for everything. Well, I think he also kind of got blacklisted because you remember the movie Molly's Game? Did you ever see that? Yeah. It's a really good yeah. movie. It's a true story about a, a oh. in, in, in Hollywood and the asshole character of the movie played by Michael Sarah is based on right. Tobey Maguire. Because <laughs> it turns out my favorite lead actor, Tobey Maguire, is an asshole in real life. Or at least he oh. used to be. So, yeah. Well, yeah, there is um, there's a um, an interview with um, oh, who played Flash Thompson in the original Spider-Man movie? It was Joe, what's his name? I'm looking it up. Joe Magnanello. Yeah. Yes, Joe Magnanello. Apparently, uh, Tobey Maguire was such a dick on set that the like electricians and all like the, the shop boys on set was were gonna pay Joe Magnanello, whatever his name, has however he says his last name. They were gonna pay him to accidentally punch him right. in the scene where he punches him really and he was like no i don't want to lose my job but it was weird that every like it's really funny the interview you'll have to look it up but like it was weird that i had to turn down five grand (laughs) he like looks over like he's he's talking to the guy who's gonna give him money he looks over there's like a guy plugging in two wires and the guy goes "Mm mm-hmm yeah we'll give you so much money we all hate him so i was like oh god that's too bad now for the record Andrew Garfield was good in this movie, but I am not an Andrew Garfield fan. I, I love the movie Silence, except for Andrew Garfield. I love the movie um, Social Network, mm. except for Andrew Garfield. So I'm not a fan. He's so good at Social Network. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like him. So of these two yeah. actors, I'm more excited about Tobey Maguire coming back as Spider-Man because he's my favorite Spidey. I don't think he's coming back. I think this you better is watch it. Tom mm-hmm. Cruise is going to hear the way that you t- talk about Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I take that back. Sorry, Tom. Okay, so we already know what Josh <laughs> yeah. is looking forward to. Uh, G.I. Julie, what would you like to see now for Spider-Man, I guess? Like, what would you like to see next? Hmm. Because they can go anywhere. Question. Oh, do you know what? Um, I was just thinking about this because um, Josh had said it, uh, and I had didn't realize that we didn't get that because um, Tom Holland never moves to never is in new york like tom holland's spider-man is never in uh queens they're in the suburbs right mm-hmm. yeah they're in jersey yeah mm-hmm. i think maybe in homecoming for a bit he's in new york somewhere well, yeah, but... he's in, yeah he's in queens like in the suburbs of whatever, that yeah. new york, but yeah but it's just, like it's established and it's kind of like highlighted by the way that he like moves into his crummy apartment in the city and he like <sighs> makes his own bright mm-hmm. blue costume and then he goes yes flinging himself around in the snow in his bright blue costume and like all i could think was oh mike's gonna be so happy <laughs> the the costume is finally like you know the color it needs to be right but like i want to say for me personally they could go anywhere with tom holland but where they should go is bambi candy mandy yes yes Yes. Yes. series there you go that's the new new disney plus show yeah right it's just like a renovation show yeah they take old furniture and and restore it 
DIY like, on a dime. <laughs> it's called like next door to Spider Man, but like they never know that Spider Man lives next to them. They just see him sometimes in the background. <laughs> yeah. But it's like she's a single mom. Yeah, and like they have to like fix their apartment, and like their one of their aunts is the landlady, and she sucks. Yeah, I think they might actually bring in now that um, MJ is out of the picture. They might actually bring in Felicia. Felicia. Yeah. Hardy. yeah, or or new Gwen. They could. Or yeah, Deb Whitman, perhaps. Oh, hey, uh, oh, I would be so happy, genuinely so happy to see Deb. Our girl Deb. Um, <laughs> no, I think that uh, you're right. Felicia Hardy is probably the most logical choice, especially since he's distancing himself from like having those types of relationships where they he can't always protect them. Having like a superhero fling could be really fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I want to see that city level Spidey. I can't wait to see him like punching bad guys in in New York again. Yeah. Uh, Bex Luther, what do you think? What do you want to see next from Spidey? Uh, I can't wait till I could download that suit in Spidey PS5. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I want more suits. I know there's like 65, but I need more. <laughs> um. I'm just I'm just excited I'm just always I'm you know me I'm very easily won over by things I just want more I would I would love you guys are like oh it's too much multiverse nah give me more I want more multiverses bring back (laughs) everything um I was reading that like the spider-verse was gonna bring back um the Japanese spider-man from the tv show Mm. yeah bring him Mm. in the original actor bring him into the the MCU I I want spider-man come yeah and this big (laughs) giant um Power Rangers, uh, like Mech. <laughs> yeah, his Mech, his Leopard Mech. What is it called? The, the uh, Leopard, I think, or something. Yes. Like that. Yeah. 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 I want all the universes. Bring bring Ben Affleck back as Daredevil. Like just just <laughs> shove all of it. Lou Ferrigno. I know he voices the Hulk, but just have him show up. <laughs> Screw it. I don't even care anymore. Jennifer Garner, Electra. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Like, well, see, that, that's what I'm afraid of, to be honest. I, I want I want <laughs> that stuff as long as it as long as the story serves it. I think that if this story for far from uh, no way home, sorry, if the story for this movie wasn't as strong as it was, I don't think that any of this would have worked. Like, I don't think that seeing Alfred Molina back or uh, uh, any of the other character, like any of the other actors reprising the roles would have as much weight. It would feel empty. It would feel like Spider-Man 3 where it's like, yeah, that's technically Venom on the screen. But does anybody really care? You know what I mean? So that's the that's what I mean by I'm nervous for the whole multiverse thing. I just want. The stories to always come first and have a good reason to have Ben Affleck as Daredevil come back. (laughs) There's a good reason. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing is, I mean, uh, for me, when they ended the. Uh, Sam Raimi trilogy, it really pissed me off. They're like, oh, we're just gonna reboot, and then they reboot it again two movies later. For the sake of continuity, I want to see Tom Holland continue. Not even to say that I love Tom Holland, but I'm just so sick of the rebooting, rebooting, rebooting. Just continue on and give him three more movies. Why not? Yeah. I mean, Sean I mean, Connery did like seven James Bond movies. Why can't Tom Holland do six or seven Spider-Man movies? Right? I'll yeah. watch six or seven more Sp- Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. I, I realize now what I'm actually excited about for Spidey. Um, I want to see the MCU's take on Venom. And I know we have a Venom right now, but I actually 
I want to see a black suit Spidey. I want to see emo Spider-Man. I want to see bad guy Venom. I love Tom Hardy and I love cutesy Venom, but I want to see like what what they'll do. I'm just I just want to know. Yeah. Maybe the Beyonder will show up. Oh, just I'm for excited. me. I'm excited for Miles Morales. I yeah. really. I'm not. Now that now that we've had uh uh Peter mentored by other spider men it's gonna be really fun to see him become like an adult version of spider-man and then eventually be that mentor for miles and then when tom holland eventually does not want to keep returning or he gets to robert downey jr expensive they can make (laughs) miles the main spider-man in the mcu going forward that's kind of what I'm excited for is that passing of the mantle. Not that I want it to happen right away, but I'm excited that that is like in the cards. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's no reason why that they can't both be Spider-Man at the same time for yeah. a while as well, because in, in the, the games, it works really well. It that does. There's two Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it, like one's older and then Miles is obviously younger and and they have this interesting dynamic. And mm-hmm. um, I know Mike's never played a video game, but. It does work when the story works well. What's a video, James? Dig Dug. Yeah. Video, James. That's his Dig Dug. Dig Dug is one of my favorite games of all time, though. Um, Dig Dug and Tetris, actually. So it never got better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they even showed kind of like a shade of what that would look like because, like, they acknowledge that Tobey Maguire is older. Like, they called mm. him, like, do you have a suit? Or do you, are you just going to, like, go out dressed as a hip youth pastor? Like, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. You are amazing. <laughs> Andrew Garfield. It's like, excuse me, we all dressed like youth pastors. It was 2002. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't 2013 and everyone was hip and cool and jive and buying Bitcoin and shit. Right, but I like how they didn't make any illusions about how, um, like, toby mcguire has aged like he's mm-hmm. old he's older uh so he's the oldest of mm-hmm. the spider-mans mm-hmm. yeah i'm happy they didn't give him the de-aging treatment and they allowed him to be that mature version right yeah like uh, andrew Spidey. garfield cracks his back like that was oh my best. god what a oh, great god. reference maybe one of the best references i think in the movie was <laughs> the fact that uh uh he, <laughs> his back still hurts both both like Spidey and uh, Andrew's back, right? Because that, that was the whole thing was that he actually hurt his back horseback riding for a different movie, right? And almost yeah. oh, back as Spider-Man. Yes. So the fact that he his like back hurts still, and I think they referenced that in Spidey 2 when he's doing the the whole I'm not going to be Spider-Man thing anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And let's be clear, he was going to be replaced by Jake Gyllenhaal. All right. We Can you imagine would... if if Seabiscuit had put him out? Mm-hmm. That's Could've crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Jake Gyllenhaal, who is Mysterio. Yeah, we, he's canceled right now. We can't. We yeah, can't if any Swifties, about him right now. if any Swifties right. are watching, we, yeah. we do not stand Jake Gyllenhaal. No, Mike, Mike, you can say Why? this off air. Yeah. Not not while we're on the record. My favorite lead actor. Oh no, we can't have. Oh God. Oh no. Okay, so we just got to really no. quick start talking about the BTS army and how much we love a multiversal <laughs> band. BTS, okay. we stand BTS too. Don't come after us. Yes. Mike's like, what is going on? These I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> I swear to God. So let's let, we better as well wrap this up. So that I guess 
uh, there's nothing really else to say. We've said, you know, all I mean, we can I'm sure say. we'll talk about this for six more hours. After. Yeah, once we're done recording, I'm sure we're still going still to be talking about it. Then we'll start the real review. Uh, <laughs> as I said, I hated it. I, I definitely enjoyed the film, but I don't think it was perfect. I don't think it was the greatest film ever made or the greatest Marvel film ever made or even the greatest Spider-Man film ever made. I think Spider-Man 1 and 2 by Sam Raimi with Tobey Maguire are still better. But I did enjoy this film. I did enjoy the interplay between the Spider-Mans. That was what made it unique, and that's what I loved about it. Uh, Joshua Marvell, what's your final take? Uh, I think, like I said at the beginning of the inter- uh, the interview, the uh, review, uh, I think this is the best version of live action Spider-Man we've gotten. I still think Into the Spider-Verse is like just edging out as my favorite uh, Spider-Man movie, but um, I think it's a perfect ending to the other versions of Spider-Man and like finishing off those universes stories and then um, a good origin for this version of spider-man really like i know it's like the third spider-man movie we've gotten plus he's been in like two three four maybe other mcu movies but this really does feel like the first like real spider-man movie we've gotten from tom holland like this is the origin story and now he can Mm -hmm. just be spider-man from now on for the next 11 movies right yeah without being the MCU's version of Spider-Man. He's just Spider-Man now, which is really fun. So, right. Yeah. All right, G.I. Julie, what's your final take? Highly recommended. Eight. Tentacles up. <laughs> um, I, it's, it, yes, I agree with Josh. It's not my favorite, but it is one of the favorites. Um, I'm going to watch it again, but when it comes onto a streaming platform. Um, yeah, I just, it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Okay, Bax Luther, what's your favorite? I mean, what's your final take? My favorite take is Jolie's. Um, <laughs> I just, just, here's the thing, right? Like, there's, there's a lot that's not perfect with this movie. Obviously, there's plot holes and whatever. But, you, I, I wasn't with any of you when you saw this movie, and I know exactly how you felt when Andrew Garfield stepped out of that freaking portal. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what how Mike's <laughs> face looked when Tobey Maguire showed up in that fucking movie. And I, I think, think we all was, had a Kylo and Ray moment where we all <laughs> we were connected. We were connected in different movie theaters at different points in, in time in the multiverse. Every single time had... Mike had his shirt off and he was wet for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, it's been 20 years of Spider-Man, right? Like when we were all teeny tiny children, who would have thought that this was going to happen? This was a, this was cool. This was dope. This we all. We most of us sat. I think we all sat in a theater, and except for Jolie, who got a theater mostly to herself, thankfully. Um, but like, you experienced everyone around you being excited and happy mm. in a time when we're all miserable. And I'm not saying that Spider-Man's gonna fix the world, but for a minute, <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> for yeah, that's a good for, point. There's there was ten minutes of my life where there wasn't a pandemic, and there was three Spider-Man, and I was happy. Here, <laughs> mm. here. So say we all. <laughs> It was just, it was cool. It was fun. I just really like Spider-Man, man. 
Me too. All, me too. all three is Spider-Man. Also, I will. Yeah. Oh. Go. No, you go. I was gonna say. I, I'm now officially like a like I love Spider-Man. <laughs> this is what did it right. for me. It only took this 100. Is what <laughs> yeah, 120, 120 episodes plus a couple of movies. Yep. Plus eight now, movies. and in my 37th year, I am officially a Spider fan. So we should use this uh, moment to remind everyone, this is an episode of Here Comes the Spider Cast. But it's also kind of a crossover with Comic Syndicate. Comic Syndicate, we review movies, comics. Here Comes the Spider Cast, we review Spider-Man comics every week. We're doing a chronological uh, review of 80 Spider-Man. We started in 1980 and we're going to end in 1989-ish. Right now we're at about... 87? 87, late 87. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we've just reviewed uh, the death of the Hob- original Hobgoblin. And next mm-hmm. week's episode is going to review Hobgoblin Lives. And then after that, we're going to be starting on the marriage. So be sure to join us. Josh, you can take it from here. Yeah, we want to thank you guys so much for listening or watching. Uh, it really helps when you leave us reviews or comments down below. Uh, please let us know what you guys think about Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Uh, and uh, let's keep that comics conversation going. That's right. So until next Monday, we love you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no. <laughs> oh.